0: This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And topic is uh, memory palace. A memory palace. And <clears throat> it, it actually came up in the latest Sherlock Holmes not sure if it's the latest anyways in Sherlock uh, there was a number of references to memory palaces but I I had come across it earlier and so it was a it was it was a reminder and anytime Sherlock or Sherlock Holmes comes up now there's this idea of it so what is a memory palace so you construct uh, through your imagination you construct and you come up with a, a system a structure of thought and there's mnemonic devices uh, for remembering, and the whole notion is it it's it's a way of remembering, and in theory, you could cram vast amounts uh, that it's a, it's a way of remembering it's kind of like a giant mnemonic device and so. Areas of the palace will contain certain objects that have certain relationships. I'm just walking, walking by a, um, an area that is, has been built up. That uh, sort of nothing used to be here and now there is something. Which is sort of an interesting experience. <clears throat> it's a bit uh, dreamlike. Wasn't sp- something else supposed to be there or? Sort of an empty lot that's suddenly filled with something. Right. So, memory palaces So, yeah, a while back, I looked it up. I don't know how I got on the the topic, the subject. But I ended up there. And I was looking up these old references, uh, not something new, uh, but going back. And illustrations of what somebody's uh, mind palace looked like and just the um, the art the skill of remembering that say that that's what it's all built up around and going back say quite far this in you know, various techniques of you know how to remember things and, um, how to have these patterns at your fingertips? I don't know about you, but um, I'll have these sort of patchy, uh, patchy areas. Like I, I'll remember, I'll remember a name, but a short while later, it seems that I've completely forgotten, uh, forgotten the name. And it's right there on the tip of the tongue, but I just um, haven't uh, built it in. The, you know the system doesn't exist. And so, on we go. This is interesting, uh, yeah, walking by a place. It feels like it's been renovated in the back of my mind. I remember the empty lot that it was, this giant, empty lot. you know and now it's it's got lighting, it's got these little boulevard um, planted areas. I'm walking by this big sculpture. It's sort of like you know rebar that has been welded into this uh, is it a tree? I think it's actually yeah it's it's a tree so it's an artificial tree with one branch and and fake leaves so the the reason for doing the memory palace is there you want to Remember stuff you want to remember a lot of stuff quickly i 've seen demonstrations of people being tested on on their memory of say um, the encyclopedia um, <laughs> it 's like, like the morning chat show where they trot out you know the freaks, and you know here 's the memory freak. And, and then they'll test this person, and it's usually all all right or pretty much there. Oh, isn't he marvelous? Is, isn't she fantastic? And, and of course, you want to have uh, that individual in some kind of you know capacity. We need these people, right? In uh, positions that require memory. Somebody just a, a week ago, I think, said, Oh, Moss, you seem to know a lot of stuff. And then I responded with... Oh that's an illusion. I know a little bit of stuff. It just seems like I, you know, know a lot. But even in saying that I'm sort of, you know, that's not true. Um today I referred to knowledge as power that's something to look up I'm not sure who said that but it does seem true that the more you know say that the more options that there are so how to do this how to how to create a memory palace there's got to be a structure there's got to be a system a system, a structure uh, and to a way to add to it I'm thinking almost like the Dewey Decimal System where you you can easily place a, a new book hopefully easily Um, and then say make decisions on where you're going to place something I was just in the library today and shifting uh, shifting say habit one way I I described it was it's similar to say um, Jules Verne because he would go to the library to do his his stuff, his work Um, if you've checked it out if you've checked out some Verne like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea That there's that there's a lot of information going on, uh, references. It feels a bit state of the art, and two that it's uh, hard science for that time. So it was. It, it was a. It's a it's a very cool thing to stumble across somebody else's process and then say, you know, examining it, how they're doing it, and then background information, like say, knowing that this guy went to the library every day. I would like it to be a habit. Uh, I seem to be a kind of chaos uh, person, you know, where... <laughs> You know, it's a, I'm at the whim of, you know, the wind and wave, which is not entirely true. There should be trade winds. There probably are trade winds, and I'm just not conscious of, uh, but my subconscious is, apparently, things are happening. So let's construct a memory palace. Uh, we have the superstructure which is which is containing everything, at least say conceptually. the old illustrations that I saw are uh, blueprints for an actual place but it's imagined uh, one story that I read was say that there's this There was this attempt to actually build, in real life, someone's memory palace. And I I guess that they would charge money for people to walk through at this, you know, huge uh, oddity. And uh, to see how somebody's... uh, To see the inner working of somebody's mind or at least the the structure that they've imposed upon it in in the area of memory memorization so there would be areas I think one easy way of doing it could be alphabetical say much the same as uh... You know, opening up a dictionary, opening up an encyclopedia. One of my personal interests was, or is actually, uh, a world dictionary. And, say, why is it that some people are, I want to say, monoglot? and then others are polyglot I don't e- I'm not sure if that's the right word oh I'm thinking I'm thinking polymath but I'll have to go look that up and see if, if polyglot is an actual, actual word I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of say someone who knows multiple languages pretty sure there's a word for that and um, contrasted with someone who doesn't um, there's myself which I suspect I could pick up a language uh, when I'm around it my manager said, I think it was even today that I was somebody who imitated so I like say I will imitate sounds I will imitate um I can do sounds, say that she's, she's said, you know, oh hey, what, uh, what's that? Um, versus say uh, there are people who uh, learn languages easily, um, I've seen YouTube videos where people are continuing. Uh, That they study language, that they make it, they've made it their life's uh, work, ambition. Or say something like, uh, being able to parse language as linguistics. Which is something that interests me, but it just, it just doesn't happen. And uh, I come back to the memory palace, you know, perhaps, perhaps there's a way to parse all of this information so I can sort of drop it into these boxes inside these rooms, inside this building, this palace. In a sense, that's what a mind is, and in another sense, that's what a... Uh, a story is a book a novel that it it's a container for this information obviously it's not an encyclopedia it's not a lexicon it would be interesting to actually have such things remember one writer was talking on twitter about how they loved world building, uh, you know, less so than the, the storytelling side of it. And I, I don't know if it was wrong of me, but I encouraged them. I said, I say go with, you know, go with your passion. You know, I would be totally interested in something that was encyclopedic. And as I'm thinking about that, I'm is that true? But it it would be a novelty to pick up something that had, say, illustrations of the place and then was going into great detail. At the same time, though, that you would want an editor as, say, it would get uh, more niche. I'm just thinking that, say that say the focus it might not be broad and that you might sort of be narrowing it down and narrowing it down until you get to uh, the specific interest like say wildlife the wildlife of whatever a fantasy world and two yeah um what is that called a sort of broad i want to say prospectus, but I mean a broad look at a thing, an encyclopedic look at a thing versus a very specific i 'm even imagining things like yeah you could you could write uh, papers, right you could write biology papers, essays on on these creatures and the flora and the fauna this is a bit of a segue, but it's sort of helping me get to the to the next part at the moment i'm I'm just passing by this uh, cemetery and Remembering a a couple different cemeteries uh, and parts of cemeteries. I'm remembering one cemetery in Vancouver has uh, a Chinese area where there's, it's sort of a a shift in the design of the stones, the gravestones, uh, a shift. Like that, there's an actual I'm trying to just remember what the name is for the structure. It's it's ugh, it's not a gazebo. It's sort of like an outside structure, and with poles. It's almost like an archway. But anyways, if you saw it, you would sort of go, "Oh yeah, that's definitely uh, something Asian, something Chinese." Uh, versus we have. Uh, A Jewish cemetery. Uh, And. The one I'm walking by right now. I'm walking by actually a plot where. There's no stones that are standing upright. They have. uh, The gravestones are low. Like. um, What is it? There's these uh, hollows. Like say in in the lawn. Where the. where these markers are, I guess, it would, I guess they would be called grave markers. And I have passed the graveyard. So, going from empty plots, where there's new stuff has been built, to uh, a graveyard, another sort of plot, full of plots, remember my parents talking about having having bought uh, plots right you know sort of you know bought these graves next to each other unfortunately there's not that the permanence uh, that you would think and graveyards get moved Graveyards get abandoned I think it was just last week I was walking uh, Near an old An asylum This is in a part of Vancouver Called New Westminster And After they shut it down There was a lot of talk about uh, Not talk but say uh, Survivors of abuse That were coming forward And Talking what they, about what they had gone through what they had witnessed and one of the one of the um, sort of red flags or examples was that patients had, had died there and it had been buried uh, their gravestones had been taken at one point and used to make a uh, sidewalk. And if that's not a, you know, horrific betrayal of human, you know, the memory of other other human beings. You know, that that to someone, at least one person most likely in the knowledge of, you know, other people. That, uh, yeah, so sort of a, a dehumanizing example there on that note. Uh, and an interesting kind of segue, too, uh, in sort of talking about memory, how memory, how ch- change, right, sort of can alter memory. You know, say, uh, your, your memory of people, your memory of a place. That asylum that I mentioned, eventually it was uh, shut down. Even, say, the terminology was changed. i just trying to remember the name of it. Woodlands, I think it was called Woodlands, which is a fantastic name, but it has these bizarre associations, uh, say, for me, you know, sort of going, it's like, very interesting thought. You know oh woodlands yes a place of woods but it's also this place of uh, mental illness and early attempts to diagnose to treat to help and of course the failures involved with that come on moss there's some successes <laughs> think positive okay sure all right Shall we, shall we say that things improved? But that place was shut down, and they, uh, they built condos. They built condos there, and they built condos in another area uh, that was right next to it was the provincial penitentiary. Right. So, let's get back to the topic. We're very close. We're talking about memory, memorials, memorializing. Why do this thing? Why kind of build the build this I don't know if edifice is the right word, but I've gone to it. You know, built why imagine this container and Sit, sit down With the information that you want to store there In a sense the, the the potential is vast That you could take the entire contents of the internet All of it and You know, make it a point of of memorizing every single little bit of information. But why? Why spend your time doing that? When, you know, life is fleeting, you're going to reach a point where you're unable to do, you know, this task of memorizing the world. And, in a strange sense, you will take it with you. Now I'm remembering even a Wikipedia page about... uh, I think it's called Memoria Morti, or Morti Memoria. Where there are, say, illustrations or artwork that remind you of your own death. That, you know, ultimately that's what's going to happen... So, carpe diem, seize the day, do something, live. Don't be on your deathbed thinking, oh, I wish I had done this thing. In the case of somebody who's building a memory palace, that is exactly what they're doing. Um, Perhaps it is a a way to construct something of great beauty and value uh, of intellectual worth intellectual property it's an interesting way of saying it and I'm reminded of something like say uh, Terry Pratchett you know destroying his manuscripts, destroying his notes taking it with him I'm not sure if he was able to do all of it. That was the plan, uh, and the argument was that it was his. It's his to do with what he, you know, he pleases. Uh, it's a kind of Viking burial, where you, you know, you're, you're surrounded by your ob- objects. You know, your um, your possessions, your greatest possessions. Uh, a pharaoh. With and of course, in the worst sense, you know you actually sort of have human sacrifices, you know you're, you're walled up, your you're corpse is walled up with these these remnants, but actual destruction. Uh, there's examples here uh, with the First Nations people they have events celebrations uh, expressions where there's there is sharing going on but there's also this thing called um, aggrandizing you can see grand in there and there's these uh, displays of wealth and to the point that uh, objects would be created to specially be destroyed, so... I I can't really remember if it's, uh, say, canoes. I remember something about uh, coppers. That there were these objects that were made out of copper that were destroyed. uh, At these potlatches, these celebrations. You know, where the community is coming together. And I'll bet you that that this is all over the world. That this is a universal. And yes, you know, of course, it's about individuals and families uh, uh, displaying wealth. But I'm just reminded of it thinking about Terry Pratchett destroying his notes and stuff. I don't know about you, but I have notes. I have notebooks. I have. I've I've lost a lot. I'm just I'm just wandering by an ad for the local MP. They've invested and uh, MP means Member of Parliament. They've invested in a bus shelter. Uh, and two, here's this interesting moment, uh, a display. And there's there's so many ways to take it like say that you could look at it as this display of wealth but also you could do, look at it as a display of uh, culture right, the enshrining of our agreed system and how we do things it's so interesting that just south of the border there's a similar system uh, that's based on the system we're using—we're using the British system—and of course, we have our variation, our variants. But you know, just to the south, there's there's this example, and of course, the lingua franca, right—the language of commerce, the language of money, English—with uh, with again, it's it's variants and variations. It's got to be maddening for the contemporary builder of a mind palace with all this new information to add to it. It would be interesting to sit down with one of those people, or perhaps even write about a character that is in that process, this endless process of acquiring the knowledge of or I'm sorry, the power of knowledge acquiring this information constantly on this quest for new bits and pieces of information Uh, with my childhood friends we were uh, had access to we were tapping into new information uh, that was being concocted uh, but also discovered things that were being created and shared uh, information some of it uh, interesting, helpful, fascinating good to know and other bits and pieces of it were trash um, promoting mental illness uh, say via addiction So there's actually yeah. So there's information. There's all these sort of different types of information. There's I'm I'm looking at it right now, and I'm always interested in new uh, shapes that language takes, new ways of saying old things. A kind of retro in return, or say some words, some slang, just seems to just seem to. Um continue. One one great place to be watching it is on social media. And it's an honor and a pl- privilege <laughs> to to be to be involved in it and to, you know, not be slagged as uh I adopt it even within uh, quote unquote the writing community I'm sure I'm sure tomorrow that it'll be changed it'll be something else you know the the new crewmen crew, the, the new crew people the you know the the female writers the the trans writers the LGBTQ plus um POC, right, that uh, these these people are going to be uh, expressing themselves, and I'm, and I'm thinking of say, the new generation, that said, the old generation comes up with um, new stuff all the time, I know one writer on Twitter that his whole thing is looking at language celebrating it These forgotten bits and pieces. Really, we all do, but this one writer I'm thinking of is actually inventing new stuff. As we do, we just we require a word, you know. So why not cobble together something? But but this, but this person. Because at this point I, I can't be sure of anybody anymore. It's like you know who they are, what they are. But this representation <laughs> That uh, Yeah, that they Actually Are concocting new stuff And and it's always interesting Although I think we had We had a debate It was Three of us uh, And Sort of giving giving each other a hard time. I think he was, he she they were having a more of a of a difficult time of it. Why? It, it was over this issue of using the word said. Ultimately, it's whatever anybody wants. No, the the argument comes back that it's it's an invisible word, and that you know if people want to replace it, that's their business. I hope it didn't come off as like sort of uh, unkind. So I'm going to have to sort of maybe sort of sort of go back there and say, oh, by the way, I hope you're okay by that, and that you know. Uh, Because I I was getting a bit... What's it called? I hope it wasn't snarky. I hope this wasn't sort of old guy snarkiness that was happening. And that that they were fine and sort of strong with themselves. So that's something I'm going to have to go back. I'd like to go back and say, you know, hey, by the way, you know, I hope you didn't feel bad about that. And I hope that was sort of just us kind of... uh, kicking language around sometimes say you could be comfortable with a person and that, say you're thinking that you know, but say they might be offended so uh, it's nice that I can be sort of thinking that and going oh hey by the way I hope I wasn't did I offend you? yeah memory palace How are we doing with that? So we're moving, we're past the halfway mark. As far as time goes, we are moving into a question of of memory. One weird place to take this is via a TED talk, so those are videos online, and the particular one had to do with, a, I believe, a neurologist, somebody who studies the brain who had a brain aneurysm a stroke I'm pretty sure that's what was going on but uh, their experience it was something like the first time say somebody who had studied it was actually having a brain aneurysm and that they could sort of say what the experience was like pretty sure I talked about this a long time ago but say just as far as say memory goes, and how how the experience for for me the key point of 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 this um, talking about uh, that experience, the experience being relayed to me was that the difference between the person's, this neurologist's hand and the wall cease to exist. The, the difference, the differentiation, how these two words, these two experiences, this is my hand, that's the wall, uh, blurred. All of a sudden the wall and the hand are one thing. Uh, and this is it, to me it it seemed like a, also similar to say a transcendent experience where uh differences are breaking down you know you're no longer separate from the external right so the internal the external uh there ceases to be a difference between that, and then you return you 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 come back and the experience transforms you and this is this is the shamanic experience this is the mystical experience metaphysical all over the world similar descriptions for the same uh, experience But, but memory I don't remember everything, I remember bits and pieces and two strange things like very clear memories of certain things, uh, I have you know very very clear moments about key key points in my childhood, but say somebody else will talk about something, like say having a weird um, I felt weird having somebody tell me about what I've lived through, like say defining it for me, versus say. Key moments like, say, as a as children, we had this tree that we were able to, uh, we can climb under the yeah, climb under the leaves. No, that we would go under the branches to the trying to remember what it's called (laughs) stalk. It's kind of like a stalk, like a corn stalk, these big leaves. Uh, it kind of seemed like a plant that was not normal to uh, Vancouver and say that maybe had been brought from somewhere else these big uh, shiny leaves but also it had this dust on it uh, that seemed to be everywhere and that would, it would get on your hands it would be this sort of dark dust I wonder if it was also... Um, from exhaust but I, I also think oh you know rain something about the rain maybe there's always an eerie thought of that this dust was uh, from car exhaust anyways we go under the under the leaves and because you know and see are we're small <laughs> we're tiny people we've got a gotten away from the Giants the adults and we're under the tree, uh, where there's this, all this dust, this dark dust. And I remember sort of like, you know, brushing off the hands, trying to get this dust off. But it was always interesting that there would be this central, uh, this kind of hub. This, uh, and to, uh, you know, One way to describe it is axis mundi, this sort of center of the world. And so, as kids, as childhood friends, we'd go and we'd hang out there and and we'd climb uh, the branches close. It's very ladder like. And as I think back on it, it, it has this very sort of shamanic kind of experience. And two, say, you know, I had that experience. Childhood friends had that experience. It was a different experience from uh, our parents and their friends, right? That we had this sort of separate experience. And I'm being very kind right now with sort of targeting this... uh, good memory. It could be called a good memory. The other interesting thing about the experience was say that we would be in a kind of cave with the, the, the leaves were on the outside and we were in this cave experience and then climbing up this ladder, the branches, and then we get to the to the top and you kind of break through you know outside to where there was this, you know, delight so, uh, prob- It was probably during, the, say, summertime Because the rest of the year is pretty British As far as the weather goes And as far as uh, being overcast and such Speaking of which, I'm surprised I don't have an umbrella with me that was, uh, This is an afterthought It's definitely that uh, time of of year. And from... It's going to be months of uh, grey days and rain. And it could be worse. The rest of Canada is slipping into the ice age right now. Whereas, you know, we're just in this kind of... Endless... Not endless, but just this feeling of it. Um, But back to memories memory palace so why do that I think a really good reason to have a memory palace is to be thinking ahead and knowing that uh, most of us as we get older we're going to have difficulty remembering and that this is one way of building new neural pathways uh, to preserve the information that we want to preserve. Uh, in in my case, uh, and you know, thinking of, say, um, people who are in in my boat, in my shoes, um, who want to construct something better, who want to um, create something worth. Uh, ...living for... uh, ...thinking of, you know, say... ...all of the people with... uh, ...some form of... ...I'm just thinking of, say... ...some kind of mental... um, ...difficulty... ...mental illness... ...and... In, in a sense, world building, constructing a fantasy world, uh, constructing a um, a sci-fi world, uh, creating something that doesn't exist. Um, in a way, it is, it is a mind palace. It, it's a memory palace. It's a way of preserving um, something important. You, even if we're sitting there going, um, I don't know about that, Moss. I don't know if 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 that was the case you know you have spent time uh writing things down thinking about them and and that they have been imagined right it's it's spending time working on something that's not necessarily um real you know there might be there might be elements of it there might be things that um connect i'm just i'm just sort of sitting here going wow like you could really uh spend i i, I could go whole hog and spend all of my time thinking about this place that um, you know going into great detail about say the language The language, the people, the wildlife, uh, the the flora, the fauna, and that the entire purpose is to say create something of of value, right? And um, in in my case, that, that you know that I've gotten to this point, that's my situation that, say, um, I have been presented with um, this sort of uh, dehumaniz- dehumanization. And I have found examples, but, say, my own personal experience, it, it's um, that that's where the balance is. That, say, for me, going within, um, building within, creating within, uh, and also enshrining right you know finding that stuff those um, amazing memories those moments and say crystallizing them and um cultivating them um so they're not isolated and so i can constantly come back to them and that that's the truth you know i've i've created in a sense a memory palace that is um that it's totally geared towards uh remembering uh, uh, self esteem remembering um, these imagined um, characters my um, my main characters my protagonists that um, their experiences of feeling valued valued and treasured and it's it's my way to um, it's it's not just about sharing it with a reader it's about just my experiencing it and, um, being, um, valuing myself and then, but it's really cool to be able to share it and, um, to be thinking about that, that there's, that there's someone out, there's someone out there who's feeling, um, dehumanized. They've been dehumanized and that, that, you know, that the memory that I've Sort of, I'm sharing this little, you know, part of my memory palace. But that the, the intention of it, you know, it's not just to remember an encyclopedia, you know, but it's a, it's to promote something of, of value, you know, which is the person, the reader, right? So this is a very nice place <laughs> the, to get to, as far as, say, speaking about it. I'm just sitting here going, yes, 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 yes after um after a stretch of um uh, really of, of of negativity and uh i don't know about you but i have i have those days i have those moments i have those weeks um and two i'm i'm being um i'm i'm being forced out slowly but surely of uh of of my kind of shell um I have to that's that's the harsh reality of it but into that harsh reality uh I I am bringing with me I'm not abandoning it and um I'm very happy about that and it's just so cool to have that finally after after 50 years of uh of of being without and um um Just sort of like say slowly building and slowly uh, finding a purpose, really making a purpose for myself, Um, and um, creating something for the best, and um, to be to be writing about that. You know, it's such a you know on on one hand, it's sort of like it's it's essential, it's a pleasure, but then on the other hand, I'm going, you know, this is awesome, I get to share this, and, uh, you know, that there's, um, there's somebody out there, there's people like myself, and I, I want to keep thinking about that, and sort of um, share share these memories, right, you know, sort of writing down this stuff. <laughs> on one hand, it's ridiculous, on one hand, it's just, it makes no sense. Why would you write about stuff that doesn't exist? Why, you know, why would you, uh, why would you write stories? You know, why, you know. And then, and then there's the opposite, which is what we all know. We've, you know, we are stories. We grow up with stories. We are told who we are. You know, we also have our own opinion of who we are, which hopefully we don't lose in the process, Right and um but you know yeah i've anytime i pick up a book usually there's some kind of spark of of life and hope and brilliance and meaning and um compassion and uh you know that's a that's a great it it's it's great to say start off doing this talking about the subject the topic and then ending up at this place where i'm going you know oh my gosh yes i am building a memory palace you know my my fantasy world you know all of my manuscripts all of my notes it's a memory palace and uh you know sometimes it's just thoughts and you know disjointed and loose uh but but there's this core much like the Memory of the tree, the childhood friends in the tree, that I told you about. That um, there's this place where it all sort of is is united, and and that it's remembering and celebrating and saying, you know, that was a beautiful um, um, life. Uh, what is it? I'm just coming up with the words. <laughs> the right. The writer is at a loss of words. Anyways, a a good memory, you know, to uh, to focus on and to um, to build on. And yeah, I'm just going to spend the time. I I think finally, I'll just sort of talk about to remember that tree, to remember the uh, to that experience, to remember my um, childhood friends. And, um, to, uh, to, th- to think about, say, what it was like to be, like, say, um, y- you know, like those, um, uh, there's movies and, and stories about how, oh, childhood is so great and there's a lot, right, say, that is lost or that we're kind of, uh I hear people say too, you know, tab. I think it's tabula rasa, um, which is, you know, that you would have a, a kind of a little chalkboard, right, that gets erased. That that we're born and we have nothing written on that chalkboard. That and then as we grow, you know, we have things sort of added to it, and. Um, but they say that the notion say that like say you're born and um that you're born not knowing things. I, 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 I can tell you just today that I ha- I've had moments where I'm just sitting there, I I'm existing, I I'm being kind of in a sense of mindfulness. I'm not really practicing mindfulness, but just having a moment of calm and it's just enough to be and um but that experience is you know it's just like you know say being uh, a young kid and it's just like being uh you know older older elder senior citizen and it, it it's nice because there's a kind of um there's a quiet but it's also it's also a um it's something that we all share right so it's um a great equalizer and uh you know it d- it doesn't matter where we are on say the scale of class or um how we appear to be right that it's it's just this sort of human moment um but i'm sure too that it's like i like to sort of look at it and go yeah but you know animals can do that too, plants, you know, I mean, trees, you know, really, there's not a lot happening, um, there is something happening, right, but in a sense, trees are very with it, <laughs> that they, and too, you know, it's not all good, but, um, right, there's, yeah, yeah, but who knows, right, we'd have to actually talk to a tree and find out sort of like, you know, w- what the soap opera, the drama is with trees, and um, I've seen I've seen some odd stuff like say, you know, a tree that is decomposing and then another tree has decided to plant itself like right on that tree, uh, like say on a stump. There's this new tree growing, and um, I, it's like, is of course yes, but it, it just seems too soon, right? Can't you wait until? <laughs> There's, no, there's nothing left, there's no suggestion, uh, there's no memory, basically, you know, it's, it's too soon. And there we are, we've hit the mark. Um, well, thank you for listening, as a spider crawls across the floor. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, it's, uh, this, this one is definitely a pleasure, starting off with the topic. And uh, going through and then getting to this um, really cool um, notion of, of what what it is we're doing as writers, and how how it is good as far as like say psychology like that it you know there is great therapy in it, but also that it's in the sharing in in this conversation with community and connecting that that that's where the true the true beauty is, is um, where I can see it. And I I can see a point to this, a purpose. um, Yeah. And it's, it's much more than, uh, than it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening and take care.